2: many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey friendos, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here. YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson filmed live at twitch.tv forward slash Steve Larson. Of course, available wherever podcasts can be found. If you listen to my voice, please uh, 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 leave us a rating, review or a comment. I'm sorry, I'm looking at this. I'm distracted, Larson. Before we kick off our AEW review, we got big, big news. So both of you, you and myself, you know, obviously we want to try to do our part to help, to help out with what's going on in the world today. We look at the news. We want to help our friendos uh, out there fighting the good fight. Uh, We're all in on this. Friendo Fest 2, the uh, charity benefit. For the bail project, Uh, you were just telling the people off camera what the bail project's about, Larson. Could you repeat that? Because you said it a lot more eloquently than I could.
1: All right, I'll try my best. (laughs) Um, So in in short, it's an organization that helps uh, people who are arrested who might not otherwise be able to pay their bail and get out of jail. They help them with that. Um, When protests started um, in in Minneapolis, uh, a lot of uh, attention, a lot of money was going towards the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, they're, uh, apparently overwhelmed with, uh, donations at this point. Um, and, uh, Bell project from my understanding is pretty similar to that just on a national level. Um, and seeing it has now the protests have gone national. Uh, it seemed like a pretty solid, uh, charity to s- get some money to, to help protesters out there. Um, you know, in the unfortunate event, they do get apprehended, um, to get them out of jail as soon as possible.
2: Okay. So. Bef- we're 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 two minutes deep into the podcast. We're fifteen minutes deep into the into the Twitch broadcast. We're at yeah. six hundred and sixty-one dollars. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I better get my
2: two sweetened hand ready because at ten thousand dollars. At so this is it's it's starting right now and it's going through Friendo Fest two, which is this Friday at noon Pacific three Eastern. Uh we're going to, me and Larson we're going to be it's going to be like you said the crescendo the celebratory hey you know let's let's really get this let's let's ram this thing through let's do it. Uh and uh at $10,000 Larson has agreed that if we get to $10,000 he's going to two sweet me.
1: Not only that there's more. My whole no two sweeting people ever gone. I'll two sweet everybody now.
2: It's going to be a it's going to be too sweet city. Here's the thing. This was my thing. As a joke, we had it as a Patreon tier for two hundred thousand dollars. Larson, we're doing really well. We're doing really great. We've got this awesome community of friendos who uh, have compassion, who have solidarity. Black Lives Matter. Uh, The the, the movement that I see going on right now, man, I hope that it's like real change. I hope that, you know, I, I hope that things happen here. You know what I mean? Uh, same same Wade love with the $500 donation Um, wow thank you so much Wade you look out there and this stuff it it it, it's got to change it's it's yeah it really does so uh yeah $10,000 Larson's going to be the two Mr. Two Sweet City all right Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. that's going to be exciting now we're still we're the 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 Friendo Fest 2 is still going to be uh remote but once we if we get to 10,000, if we get to 10,000, we're going to make this a special event. The two suite is going to be a special event. Yeah, uh, I don't know this, what that entails. I honestly some... think it should be a live event. OK, I think it should be a live event. Whatever. It can't be some run of the mill thing. We're at $741 um, and we've only wow. announced it 17 minutes ago.
1: Uh, at, at the very least, you know, the opening to uh, muscle party. I agree. It's got to be live, but it's got to be cinematic. I agree.
2: Right? I this agree. This
1: can't be a, 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 any old thing. Yeah. If we're going to raise that much money um, and, it, 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 and I'm going to be too sweeting people from here on out, we got to make it an event. So let's make it all happen.
2: Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, so let's talk about. Hi, Sandra. Let's talk Sandra. about uh, let's talk about AEW. Thought it was a really fun show. Uh, it was punctuated by a really terrific match. For the main event, Jungle Boy, who they're obviously trying to make a star out of, and uh, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, all in all, I thought AEW is pretty darn good tonight, man.
1: It was a, it was a fun show. It was a damn fun show. Um, and yeah, it was highlighted for sure by uh, a pretty darn good uh, Jungle Boy Cody match mm-hmm. that uh, uh, saw Cody get busted open. Um, and uh, yeah, man. A star making performance from Jungle Boy, one of several uh that he's had so far in AEW. He's had a really good match against Chris Jericho. Uh a couple more. Um, but man, really good main event. Uh I was kind of surprised they had Cody get busted open in this bout as opposed to the Lance Archer one. However,
2: yeah. I don't know if this was. I mean, you I never assume that anything's the hard
1: way. Um well, apart from that time that Cody like basically skidded on the ramp.
2: Yeah. When, when they show it over and over again, I didn't actually notice what the spot, what was the spot here that he got busted open on
1: Uh jungle boy. Oh he had Jungle boy ringside and they were against the, the base of the stage. Okay. On the floor. And I guess Cody headbutted him was going for another one. Jungle boy moved. Bang. Cody headbutted the wall. Okay. Actively.
2: Okay. All right. Um, Let's hop into this because one of my observations from tonight uh, actually had to do with the very first thing, or the the first match, anyways. The first thing that actually happened was, uh, was the uh, okay recap a lot. Okay, so they did a actually the first thing that first thing
1: that ran on the show was a a, a Black Lives Matter video package.
2: Yeah, that was great. Um, You asked today uh, before news brief if uh, you're like, hey, you want to talk about WWE issuing a Black Lives Matter statement? (laughs) It was like. That's not news. <laughs> Lip service. Uh, all right. So, uh, kicked off with uh, the tag title match, which you knew was uh, at that point the tag the tag title uh, tag tag titles being online the uh, formality here.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind you kind of assume that when uh, the people in this case Kip Sabi and Jimmy Havoc who are scoring off against the tag champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 sorry. Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, they're not the number one contenders for the tag titles. That's best friends. Their match is apparently scheduled for Fighter Fest in about a month's time. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. So you kind of knew, yes, yeah, so some will be a formality.
2: This was kind of interesting to me. We talk about this off and on, the idea of power rankings, which is another way of saying, who's a star, right it's who do we think is booked the strongest? Who has the most sort of juice, if you will, the, the parlance that I like mm-hmm. to use? Mm-hmm. Something interesting happened. For the first time, uh, when uh, the tag team champions came out, they came out separately. Kenny was first. I'm sorry, no. Hangman was first. Kenny was yeah. second. That was weird to me and it was weird in that inherent way that I think things are weird. When a bigger name comes out before a name that I feel is not as big, I think it, this is strictly as a fan. AEW has such has done such a good job building up the mystique around Adam Page, around Hangman Page. He feels like a guy who should be coming after Kenny Omega at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do you feel me on that? I understand that point of view. I think part of it is they've done a great job building up uh, Page, and also. You know by his own admission kenny's kind of taken a back seat yeah if you will yeah um you know he's i i think he's faced some criticism regarding why uh, he's not consistently main event guy first champion so on and so forth and he more or less said hey i accomplished pretty much everything i want to do already uh i'm here building this company building for the future um so i think a combination of those two things for sure uh you could definitely get that feeling that uh, page is is the brighter star, if you will, between the two of them.
2: I just thought it was sure. interesting because you know, I always, I, I don't know you, you know me. I like I like some I like the weird minutia of wrestling, uh, and this was one of those things where I just rely on my instinct as a fan. Uh, when I see something that piques my curiosity or triggers that thing, I'm like, "Holy crap! Wait a second, Hangman he, he needs to be." It's all the all the things that the elite. All the waiting on hangman, all the walking on eggshells around him has really like built him into a guy that like you really you really take him like he's something special. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's worked.
2: It's worked. And I think that's
1: 100% has. I think that's all his all his struggles early on, all his basic lack of storylines from the very beginning uh, has really paid off. Uh, now that he they they have something really good for him, something really meaty for him to work on, mm-hmm, yeah, and he's hitting a home run week in and week out. That bit where during this match where Penelope Ford tries to hit him with the Hurricane Rana, he catches her and he looks at Rick Knox and is like, "What do I do? Yeah, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah." And Rick Knox says, "Just put her down," and so he just puts her down.
2: Yeah, yeah. almost was-
1: like that show so much character, and so much personality.
2: It does, it does, and and he carries himself. He walks different. He walks with a purpose.
1: He's he like he he's he operates more confidently in the ring as well, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like everything he does with is with purpose. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Nothing he does is just going through the motions for see, sure or, or seem, seemingly haphazard. Everything yeah. seems to have a purpose. Yeah. This was a really fun match though. And 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 hats off to Jimmy Havoc for uh pushing the bounds of what you can do in a standard tag team match. Of course, at one point <laughs> rest distracted around the whole uh Penelope Ford. She tries to hurt Conrana. Uh, page Rick Knox tosses her from the ringside area uh, her and Kip are arguing with him this allows Jimmy Havoc to pull a wrench out from the ring pow pow hits page and Omega with it later on he produces a hacksaw <laughs> takes a swing at page with that JR, it
2: was either JR I forget who I think it was JR seems so nonchalant he got a hacksaw yeah
1: I know <laughs> a hacksaw can hacksaw can mess you up man <laughs> <laughs> Hacksaw mess you up, man. Those things have like a quarter inch teeth
2: on them. I know. I know. Was, <laughs> he was so, you're not a Hacksaw. Um, and anyways, and I think part of the story here was Hangman and Kenny thought they had this one in the bag. And these guys wouldn't, they wouldn't let up. They just kept on coming. Uh, you know, they they executed a couple of, uh, I think Kenny hit, uh, what was it like a V trigger on like Kip or something. And it was right on the heels of Hangman hitting, I don't know, something. And uh, Kenny goes for a pin, and he doesn't get it. And it's like, I think he beats they beat somebody with that like a couple of weeks ago or something, or mm-hmm, a little while ago, mm-hmm. or Kenny did anyways. Um, so, yeah, these guys wouldn't go down. But eventually they went down because this is <laughs> – that's how it goes. Man, that
1: string of double-team offense they unleash right before the finish. <laughs> that was great. That was nuts. Yeah, that was rad. It was like 90 seconds the street offense and culminating in the last call, their finish, to get the win. Really fun match. Uh, Best friends were sitting ringside soaking this all in. Um, That should be a really fun match.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that should be really, really good.
0: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh,
2: After that, we had uh, a bit of the Tully Blanchard promo from uh, social media early this week. Uh, And, uh, yeah, he's like, you know, he's yelling at Spears. What do you want your legacy to be? Do you want to be champion? Uh, If he doesn't change his heart, it'll never happen. Well, today, uh, Tully got into a limo with Sean Spears. And uh, he's like, uh, hey, the search for Spears is over. I have the missing piece. And he opens it up and straight out of. Uh, uh, God, what was it from uh, from Step Brothers? Uh, oh, black leather glove. <laughs> what was their organization called? Uh, Worldwide. Uh, Prestige World. Worldwide. <laughs> Prestige World. Black leather gloves. Yeah, yeah. So he had a black leather glove. But with no fingers. With no fingers. So that's his tag partner. Is this a reference to something that I don't get? Can somebody explain this one to us? You know, dude, sometimes we have met like lately, especially we have missed some of the most obvious metaphors. There was a Bray Wyatt one when he was talking about a viper who burned down his house. And yeah. you and I cracked a joke about I forget what. And it was like yeah, he was talking about Randy Orton.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. Hmm. oh, man, <laughs> it's, Seth, it's Seth Rollins. That's what Chad's saying right now. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No, Heyman Heyman, nice shots. As I was hoping. I was hoping you guys would know. Don't ask us. Yeah. Sean Spears seemed
1: kind of lost too.
2: Um, I haven't checked. Uh, I haven't checked. I haven't dug deep into Twitter on that one, so I don't know.
1: Yeah. Nor have I. Yeah. Nor have I. Uh, after that, Brian Beth Cage, Rollins. the Machine, taking on Sean Dean. Uh, this match went as well for uh, Cage's opponent as one last week, in that uh, Brian Cage made quick work of his opponent. Uh, he wins with Drill Claw. Afterwards, Taz grabs the mic. Uh, it says uh, he and Cage were talking about last week. The match, more so what happened afterwards when Taz dropped promo on Mox, when uh, Mox had the audacity to laugh at Taz when he told him that Cage was going to kick the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he says it's not a game to them. Mox needs to get his head on right, or it's going to get taken off. Beat Cage if you can. Survive if he lets you. This brings Mox. He's walking downstairs through the stands, and Taz says, "Uh, "Think, be careful before you enter the ring." Mm -hmm. Mox kind of smirks, gets in anyways. Says, "This is fun." He says the reason he was smiling last week is because he thought the the the, sorry because the thought of stepping in the ring with Cage makes him happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And adds that stepping in the ring with him is the furthest thing from a game. Yeah. Um, Mox says that he can be beat. It'll take Cage all night long to do it. Cage is a different thing from anything else and anybody else in AEW, but so is Mox. It's be kind of like a meandering <laughs> promo from Mox. I don't really feel like he said a lot here.
2: <laughs> they gotta build, they gotta build the match, man. They gotta do it somehow. I just sort of want to see Brian K. Like, you're yeah. not the I just get the I get the feeling that like you, you don't prove anything by destroying jobbers. You know That's why Lance Archer was built no, up true. so well. Like, yeah, he had some jobbers. He had Marco stunt, but also he ripped through that tournament like it was, you know, butter. And uh, and that's why it was so that's why the people build have, was
1: so great there. People are saying uh, the the glove is a Barry Wyndham reference, perhaps.
2: Yeah, I saw that, too. But Barry, what is he going to have like two managers now? <laughs> does Barry Wyndham still wrestle? I don't think he does. No, that, no, he doesn't No. Does he have, no, a, he does he have, I like guess, is it, I don't know. Is it one of the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who's the other one? There is a different Wyndham one there. D- uh, Kendall. Kendall. I kept on thinking Bobby Duncombe and I'm like, no, yeah, that's Kendall. not right. They have the Kendall. same Kendall. last name. Kendall, Kendall Wyndham. And Kendall. then I showed you that picture one time <laughs> of the West. What is it? The West Texas rednecks. Yeah. Is that what they were called? Yeah. And I was like, hey, who's this? And he said, it's Barry Wyndham. And then I said, okay, fine. Who's this? And you're like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's right. He's got a brother. Because <laughs> it looked just like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, God dang it. Anyways, a couple of buffoons Lance Archer uh, and uh, uh,
1: uh, what's his face? Jake, Jake Roberts? Roberts. Yeah. They're at like a junkyard, <laughs> a construction site, I think. Oh, is that and a good Lance oh, yeah, that's Archer right. is like, they're in construction dude- now. Tossing some dude Luchador mask into one of those uh, uh guardrails or safety rails from that they have along the freeway, so you don't run off the shoulder into construction. Alex Marvez happens to be there, and Lance is like, "Hey, don't you think because one law lo- one loss here at AEW is going to change my plans? Uh, no one is safe. No one could stop me. Everyone dies." And Jake Roberts looked freaked out. Yeah, that Lance Archer was. Off the rails.
2: He's like, everyone's gonna die. Everyone's gonna die. And Jake's like, hey, sorry about that, Alex. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good stuff. Um, Speaking of great just, stuff. It, it, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. In in the wrestling ring, in the venue, having a black denim vest with no shirt on underneath and your nipples are showing in the wrestling ring is like normal, kind of right.
3: Oh, when you but leave about.
2: When you leave the venue and you're in a construction site and you're doing that, then it looks a little weird because you
1: just wouldn't see that walking around. Maybe I'm am going to put this past you. Uh There was a dude with a luchador mask there. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh Archer has something written to his contract that he can have uh, spur of the moment matches wherever he wants against any opponent. All right he has like a standing essentially 24 7 thing where someone wants to challenge him like they did at his estate in that wrestling ring yeah they all that, got, that can yeah. happen at any place any time, and that's what's going on yeah and so he has to dress in his ring gear so he's always prepared for a match should it happen uh impromptu fair enough i'll
2: accept that answer after right. that we had private party at the bar uh, uh enjoying uh, enjoying some spirits and uh, Mark Quinn was about to give an injury update. When Matt Hardy walks in, Quinn's like, hey, my knee is fine. And he says, hey, I enjoyed the match last week. You guys are the future of tag team wrestling here in AEW. Uh, he says, your bond reminds uh, me of uh, the, my bond with, uh, with Jeff. Uh, and he's like, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Uh, and Cassie's like, hey, got a great idea. Let's join forces. Matt Hardy, private party, Hardy party. And then Matt laughs politely, <laughs> and leaves. He's like, "Okay, great." It's not really what I meant, but okay, awesome. He leaves. Uh, he runs into Sammy Guevara on his scooter out in the uh, the hallway, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, Sammy, good to see you. We're we're cool." Respect. Respect. That That's it? what he said. Respect. Yeah. You have such a positive attitude tonight. Yeah, he did. He was very positive tonight. After that, we had a Cody and Jungle Boy package followed by the announcement that Fighter Fest will not actually be a pay-per-view, but it'll be two very special episodes of Dynamite, airing July 1st and July 8th.
1: Yeah, wow. that's awesome.
2: Uh, that's Is that good? Yeah. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. Should we get together for that? So we can do like a watch party thing? Uh, we can talk about it. I guess it's possible. It's yeah. Maybe possible on my end. My parents are back. Okay. They came back from South America. Oh. oh yeah. Safely uh so after that we had a recap of that tyson jericho stuff from last week and then the backstage thing where jericho is uh blaming colt cabana for keeping him from knocking out tyson because colt was holding jericho back amongst many yeah. other people though but he
1: yeah.
2: uh decided to blame it on colt which of course led to a match this week colt cabana versus chris jericho this was pretty good man colt cabana had a lot of a lot of offense uh going on with chris jericho uh and that uh that frankensteiner was good man that was like a that was like a two and seven eighths.
1: Yeah, man, that was that, close. That he, that close he got to on that. Uh,
2: at one point, Jericho uh, had Colt uh, and was like the lion tamer up against the ropes. He thought yeah. he had won, and Aub- Audrey Edwards, Aubrey Edwards, was like, "No!" Calls her a shitty ref. <laughs> <laughs>
1: her reaction was great. She just went,
2: "Yeah." And ah. then uh, poor Colt Cabana runs into a Judas effect.
1: Yeah. End the match. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, uh, Jericho grabs the mic, tells the urban attendants to shut their asses and address them with respect. He says, "What happened to Colt will happen to Tyson." He calls Mike Tyson a piece of shit. <laughs> this is not going to end well for Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "I'm not going to wait till next week, next pay per view, next Christmas. I want Tyson now." He calls him out. Instead of Tyson, Orange Cassidy comes down the rink. Yeah, and so he goes up to Jericho. And Jericho doesn't have pants in his pockets or, or his or pants, pockets in his pants. And if he does, it's probably too tight to get his, his hands into. So uh, Cassidy tucks his hands underneath his belt. He does the pocket thing himself. Hager comes after him. Orange evades him. He evades Jericho, rolls out of the ring. Best friends, pull him over the barricade. Safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. X L A X come down too. Uh,
2: after that, we had a really terrific Britt Baker rehab video package. So she's in the Jaguars' like practice facility or whatever yep, it is, yep. and uh, the train the uh, the trainer guy is there, and uh, uh, Rebels there, and uh, Brits in her wheelchair, just doing these. Uh, she's doing this the worst exercise. She's trying to do the ropes thing, but she's so like weak at it. Uh, the trainer tries to give her like a, a really like a ten pound weight, and like she just completely drops it, and he has to give her a two pound. Yeah, two and a half pounder. Yeah. The best part. The best part, though. Was at the end. What was the activity she was doing at the very end when they were cheering her on? I think it's just when she uh rolled up the, the the ramp. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So she was just rolling up the ramp, and uh uh you see a shot of Rebel and the trainer, and they're cheering her on. Cuts back to Brit and she's like, you know, trying her damnedest. And then it cuts back, and all of a sudden Tony's there cheering her on, too. Yeah. And the trainer's yeah. like, where'd you come from? I know. Oh, I, I love I love that running joke. It's my favorite thing. It's my absolute favorite thing. It's, it's so, so good.
1: good. Uh, uh, the final shot was great where Britt kind of leans over the back of the, the wheelchair, flexing her bicep. Yeah,
2: that was good That's stuff. Great. After that, we had uh, a match, Big Swole versus uh, Nyla Rose, former women's champion. And uh, Big Swole, I mean, she she did what she could here, but uh, Nyla Rose is, is too much, and she's too angry uh, from losing her She
1: time. is. Britt rolled up uh, to the ringside area. On a, a field cart mm-hmm. and had a, a, a vanity plate said Rolls-Royce. <laughs> oh, R-O-L-E apostrophe. That's us. good. So she's sitting there taking in the match uh, near ringside. This, is, this, this was a, a really fun match. A lot of good back and forth. Uh, Swole got in a lot of offense. Seemed like she's on the verge of winning. She was looking for the ripcord forearm. Uh, Nyla reverses that into a spine buster to get the win. Afterwards, uh, Swole didn't interview and she's been gone for two months. Said it helped recenter her. Meanwhile, Britt's off camera talking trash. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and swells like, what's that? And so Britt says, all right, uh, rebel, uh, you know, back this up. Mm-hmm. So she backs <laughs> up the cart right into the barricade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moves it. I don't know, a good two or three. feet. Yeah. And Swole goes under the chair or under the ring, grabs a chair and starts coming after Britt. And Britt's like, all right, rebel, get, like, out of get out of
2: here yeah so they
1: drive off a little bit, and then you see
2: M.J.F in the background, and he's like, "Tony, this is your fault. yeah, that was funny stuff.
1: It was great he was drinking his glass of wine.
2: yeah. uh after that, we had here's the thing man, Darby Allen, he needs to stick to those short films. These interviews just make him seem like so he was interviewed by uh Tony was it Tony or Alex? Don't remember. God, I want to say Tony, but I think it was Alex. That's weird. I think it was Alex. Anyways, he's not clear to wrestle this week. Oh, it says here, Tony. uh, Oh, Tony, yeah, there it is. If the interview with Taz has anything to do with Cage injuring him, Uh, Darby says, uh, uh, (laughs) he said life's a big joke, but he'll get the last laugh on Cage. And then he said, go away, I'm working on my music. That's That's the vibe of this. Yeah. And it really shouldn't be. But he just comes out like he's going to say, oh, you work for Evolve? Yeah. He just comes off as a disgruntled teenager. And I know that you said, wasn't that his gimmick? I don't think it's really supposed to be his gimmick. Disgruntled teenager. This is
1: the way I look at it. Yeah, like macro. There's, you know, storylines are out of, uh, to a certain extent, individual wrestlers' hands. These guys and women all do their own promos, man. Yeah. This is what he wants his promos to be.
2: Yeah, but I feel like in that case, this gimmick is just a phase. And
1: then he's gotta to go to college and All right. like, All you right. know, you can have a positive or outlook, you know, whatever outlook about it, but and to say then, it, this is not what his character is supposed to be when individual wrestlers in AEW are supposed to be spearheading their characters.
2: I just feel like no inter just don't do an interview, just send in a short film submission again. It just comes off like he's in his room pouting.
1: Yeah, it's totally what it comes off as. <laughs> Gosh, dad, leave me alone. Jeez. (laughs) He's just just Napoleon Dynamite at this point. Kind of, yeah. Next, we had an FTR interview. They're in the lobby of, looks like, the Jaguars uh, team offices. It got off to a bit of a rocky start. They should never ask him what FTR stands for. Dude,
2: they never never should have named themselves initials that don't stand for anything. Because he says, what does FTR stand for? And he's like, it's just our way of life. It's, not, no. it's just not something you can put on
1: a shirt. Of course, there's FTR shirts already. <laughs>
2: Wait a second. Wait a second. It's just a way of life. FTR. Like when Taz was doing uh, FTW after the world, that's a way of life. You know why? Because the words stand for something. <laughs> they have like five different meanings and they all mean different things, man.
1: Yeah. So what they're saying essentially is that FTR is meaningless. It's a way of life. They're saying life has no meaning. Whoa, nihilist. No purpose. <laughs> They're nihilist, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. FTR is. No, they are. That's what I'm saying. They are. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, it's whatever you want it to be. And then Tony asks him, who do you want to face? So first they say the Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Santana and Ortiz, Lucha Brothers. And they say, we can't forget about the champs who aren't even a real tag team. Uh, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. No mention of the Young Bucks
3: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Uh, Tony asked them about that, and they say the match with the Young Bucks isn't a dream match for us. Uh, They're tired of Meltzer naming naming them the tag team of the decade and then winning all these awards, getting all this praise when they feel like they're the best team. And so they say they don't want to have the best match with them. They just want to punch them in the face. And I think uh, 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 Dak says, yeah, we want to beat them in like four seconds. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so they they want, and they're asked about saving the Young Bucks last week. Uh, they say they have, uh, they, want, they want zero doubt in anyone's mind that when they beat them, that they're the best. They don't want the Young Bucks going in there injured, compromised in any way. the one them at 100%. So when... FTR wins, then commentary will have to apologize to them for not declaring them the best tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the interview wraps up. Uh, Tony kind of as it aside, but still uh, camera's still rolling. <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought FTR stands for F the Revival, but yeah. you know they
2: bleep out F and the Revival. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they're laughing about it. Butcher and Blade come down the stairway. Uh, that's kind of behind them, mm-hmm. and they want a piece of FTR. Cash says, hey, there's nothing personal. Last week was just business. It wouldn't be businessmen. Sell this like businessmen do. We'll sell this in the ring. And it seems like things are starting to calm down a bit. And the cash tosses a water ball. at Butcher and the Blade. And it says, we'll see you next week.
2: Yeah, that was good. That's cool, man. We get their in-ring debut. That's exciting. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, next next week. they uh, Yeah, that's happening next week. Butcher and Blade yes. versus FTR. Also, Mark Quinn will challenge for the TNT title. Uh that's cool. How did he how did it, how did this happen? Did he just put yeah. his name on a board?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's my understanding. Uh, uh Cult versus Sammy Guevara uh-huh. and then Inner Circle. Uh Hager and XLAX, I believe, taking on best friends and Orange Cassidy.
2: I'll be good. Uh after that we had uh, sad cult Cabana in an interview. He said he felt, he fell short against Jericho. Uh, but he's shown that he can hang with the big boys. He can. He's he's good for network TV. He could be on network TV, but he can't win the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mr. Brody Lee approaches and says losses are a part of life, but it's how you respond that counts. I can help you with that. And then uh, Colt's and like, then, that's uh, nothing I want to be a part of.
1: Well, the dude, the other dude, the dude's in the commercial hands, Colt's a bottle of water. And Colt's like, yeah, that's nothing I want to be a part of. And takes a huge uh, drink of water. Yeah. From that water bottle, so and big swallow.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we had our
2: very bloody main event: uh Jungle Boy versus Cody. Uh, this is great. Number one, they were they were making a very obvious choice to uh get a lot of MJF in this match. He was watching Ringside, so that is still looming. MJF versus Cody yes, is still only, a thing. Of course,
1: his 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 beef after Cody went and headbutted the wall, got himself all bloody jungle boy turns around there's mgf and mgf's getting in jungle boy's face saying um, i should be in this match yeah. i should be getting this title shot not you yeah And so yeah. jungle boy turns back around that's when uh what cody do i have it here somewhere Cody would, oh no he gets cody back in the ring and orange's like hey ref looking look at cody he's all busted open and jungle boy he just goes right for that cut starts uh-huh. punching it over and over again yeah so that was good. That was good. They 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 had Jungle Boy uh be aggressive, be on the offense, uh seeing a, a target, a potential weakness for Cody and going after it. That's smart wrestling.
2: They're doing what they can to build this guy up, man. It's smart too. He's got he's got a lot of he got a lot of the ingredients. I haven't really heard much. We I mean he's had a couple promos. Yeah. But they're not really memorable. He just no. comes off as a he just I mean, comes off as a genuine kid. Totally. Um, but you know, he is young and he doesn't have he, I mean, he's only been in a, hes only been wrestling a year longer than MJF, but MJF is like you know, that that dude has picked it up so fat, like frightening Yeah, especially
1: fast. especially from the 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 microphone perspective. That's
2: that's not a great measuring stick to go by because that bar is way too high.
1: Yeah, seemingly. So yeah. earlier in the match, uh, right before commercial break, actually, Cody gets a table from the ringside area and positions it closer to the ring, and so towards the finish, they're brawling on the turnbuckle atop it, nearest where that table is and then uh, Jungle Boy kind of pushes Cody a little bit, and they both fall through the table. Cody takes most of the blow, yet he's the one to arise from the wreckage first.
2: Yeah, I like, know. All Cody, like, look, man, I know this was all about making uh, Jungle Boy a star, but Cody's not going to let somebody do that at his expense. <laughs> he, can't, he can't help but make it into a, <laughs> into a Cody show. <laughs> I mean, he's the one who got to bleed, not. you know, uh, but yeah, I I know what you're saying, and then he just gave him a nasty. Jungle Boy had a great sell on his like, good Crossroads.
1: Sell. I kind of felt like they both of them shook off that table spot pretty quickly though.
2: Yeah, they were short on time though. They they only gave this match like 12 minutes or so. 12
1: minutes. I know it was surprisingly short. It wasn't that long.
2: Um, I was so, kind of
1: expecting MJF to get involved at some point or or Archer.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, he wins. Nightmare Family and Jurassic Express go to the ring. Uh, as they're making their way, as they're laying there, Cody's got his head. He like sort of hugs Jungle Boy's head and you know, yeah, I'm sure he was giving us some good words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. He's like, Stick by me, kid, I'll make you a star. Uh, Nightmare Family and Jurassic Express. That's what Paul Heyman, that's that's what JR said to uh not he didn't say I'll make you a star. He said it to Heyman. Uh when Heyman showed up for commentary. Yeah. He said, Stick by me, kid. We'll do fine. I don't know why I remember that. I remember the the weirdest things. I can't remember shit from yesterday, but I can remember one random line I've heard from Jr. Anyways, uh, yeah, everybody comes to the ring. They all celebrate, and then, you know, the Ewoks are celebrating, and uh, it shows uh, people celebrating on Tatooine and stuff. It's great. Anyways.
1: You got your celebrations mixed up there, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Let's answer some questions. Sounds good. I'm on Twitch right Man, now. Man, we're up
2: to 876 dollars right
1: now. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so so much. Amazing. Uh, Doctor Steve Winters. Steve shaves his hair and grows it back with hymns.
2: I. So it, that's not really what hymns. That's not really. It's, it doesn't. I don't think it does that. Your
1: hair will grow back. Your hair. Your hair. Will, if you shave your head, your hair will grow back.
2: I. I don't trust you. I'm
1: sorry. I don't.
2: You are not a hair professional.
1: I know. I, I cut my hair really short. I know. Like all the time. And I it know. It grows back. I shaved my beard off before. It grew back.
2: And yeah. No. Okay, this is the thing. You've been. Yeah. You've been shaving your hair. But I mean, is it actually growing back? Is it like like at the top
1: right there? It's Dude, I shave not. it. I shave it here and here, too. It yeah. grows back. Red Enigma. Yeah, I'm kind of lost on the black glove thing. I don't entirely remember Tully Blanchard ever being known for something like that. I guess a motorcycle
2: gang. What if he's like, hey, we're in a motorcycle gang now.
1: Then I feel like Eric Bischoff's uh, got like a consultant job with AEW. I don't want to think about that.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. He was innovative. James Fletcher. Once every wrestler is back, who will have the biggest impact and why? Everybody's kind of back, aren't they?
1: uh penta he's not back
2: yet but he never even that they were not oh, using him's pack oh yeah it's pack
1: It's pack. pack needs to come back uh Phil the thrill seven thoughts on the jericho and Shug d podcast i saw he was on talk with jericho i haven't had his chance to listen to it yet neither have i i'd like to uh
2: the rain trigger what's a better version of cody face or heel same question with kenny omega with, uh, You know, I, I, I find whatever they do pretty entertaining.
1: Yeah. Uh, regardless. Heal Kenny is something else, though.
2: Okay, so I don't like pure face Kenny. I'm a, Kenny now. He's totally a face, but he's also kind of DDT Kenny. Yeah. And that's what makes it better. I was not a fan of like Kenny during his golden lovers days where he was just kind of boring and he was a face. Um, that's like the least appealing character wise. Uh, he's always a great wrestler, but like cleaner. Kenny is great.
3: Mm hmm.
1: Uh, our Lopez Ortiz, they should do fighter fest as a limited commercial interruption thing. That'd be cool. Two weeks fighter fest. Yeah. It's just dynamite. Yeah. But it's, you know, they like said all the titles are going to be on the line. It's branded fighter fest.
2: No, I know. I'm just giving it, I'm just giving it some shit. Jose Cruz, you think Orange Cassidy will ever be a credible world champion? No. I
1: do not. Joe Juarez says Britt is a true role model. She is. R-O-L-L.
2: I agree with that. Uh, let's see 100%. here. Uh, dog authority figure. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Dog authority figure. Given how stacked the tag division is, would you like to see a lot of title changes like we used to see in the Attitude Era? Or would you prefer to see longer title reigns? I want shorter title reigns, but not necessarily the attitude. Yeah, there.
1: yeah. agreed. I want ch- uh, title
2: changes on dynamite. Damn it.
1: Agreed. A o. worm says it's called dirty dancing. That's that's right. I forgot to mention that. That's what uh Swall's finisher is called.
2: Uh, speaking of which, Flash Good Dance name. was on uh, two nights ago on Pluto TV. Yeah, I caught the end dance routine. All the judges were smoking they were like 80s, all, man. They were like disinterested, and then as soon as she started doing like stripper moves, they're all into it. Like they, had you never know, all seen I don't know if I've ever moves. seen
1: all the flash dance before.
2: I've only seen the last part where she dances for the judges. Oh yeah, I've seen Dirty dancing <laughs> Two nights several ago.
1: Times. I've seen Dirty Dancing several times. In my oh, life. I've seen I've Dirty seen Dancing flash quite dance. a few
2: times. That's a great movie. Yeah, that's a really good movie. It's a good movie.
1: Joe Juarez, I like how the crowd and AEW is able to interact with the goings on in the ring in contrast to the NXT crowd. The NXT crowd just feels like uh, they're in the Phantom times, Zone. Well, it feels like that or uh, they, they were programmed by uh, 2K Games. <laughs> it seems like a video game crowd in a wrestling show.
2: Well, you got to figure, man, up until like, what, two weeks ago, they were chilling, chilling, oh, getting
1: their checks chilling and now, now they're on their feet for 10 12 hours a day people on the PA yelling at them
2: right man and according to Sean Rossap over at fightful Select go check them out yes. they're not getting paid more for this which makes sense if they're not if they're not working if they't not no I know anything. that that
1: kind of makes sense they're, <laughs> they're on, uh, NXT talents development talents are on salary so that makes sense um and I feel like a lot more often than not the reaction shots that they have for the crowd in NXT, uh, we were shot at a completely different time than he actually was going on in the ring. I know, I know, I agree. Joe as Oh, I just read that one. Sorry, fear and loathing. Darby sounds like a teenage David Putty. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right.
2: right. Yeah, that's right. What does the magic eight ball say? Uh, Scotty Sparks, the electrician. Do you think Taz will be the Haman to the beast, Brian Cage? Sorry, say again. Do you think Taz will be the Haman? to Lesnar's Brian
1: Cage. Uh, if they can somehow get something close to that dynamic, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be good.
2: I think Brian Brian, Brian Cage can talk, though, can he? Well, Lesnar can talk, too, though.
1: Yeah, Lesnar can talk, too. Gareth Nicholas, do you think the water bottle that uh, Dark Order dude handed Colt could be tainted? Oh, yeah. Mind control.
2: Could be, man. Could be. Wasn't that like a thing in the 50s? They used to like Mm -hmm. uh, uh, put some they'd go to like a small town like the CIA and they'd put some something agent, some agent in the water to have the people do what they wanted to do.
1: Man, there was all sorts of messed up experiments. reptilian elite. There's so many messed up experiments.
2: Andrew Jocelyn. Uh, It's a shame. AEW's themes aren't great. He says kind of trash, but I don't go that far. Uh, Whose AEW theme would you trade to NXT. He says he personally keeps confusing Lance's Everybody Dies with Champ's No One Will Survive.
1: No One Will Survive is a great theme. That's a really good theme. That's a really good theme. None, like AE, there's, there's very few AEW themes that I would call really good. But there's also very few of them that I would call bad. Most of it is fairly middle of the road.
2: Yeah. Uh, Best Friends is probably my favorite.
1: Oh, that one's great. It really is. There, uh, theirs is great. Uh, Hangman's is great Oh Hangman's uh, is so good uh, Cody's isn't great as a song But it's great as a theme for him It's
2: fitting it's very fitting
1: I like Thank Britt Baker's you, theme time. What's that? Britt Baker's theme's not bad
2: Yeah I don't know if I'd know it if I heard it
1: Probably would I mean it's the one that starts with the doctor will see you now
2: <laughs> Brian Cage's starts with Taz saying Who can't
1: stop the path?" Of Brian Cage,
2: why don't they have him say "beat him if you can, survive if you let you"? Brian is such a—it's such a like mundane name. It's like Steve. It's like it's such mm-hmm. a—it's like shouldn't they just call him Cage? Like, isn't this one time where the NXT or the main roster thing of ditching a
1: name just call him Cage? What was his name in developmental? He had like a Wolverine-inspired name when he was in WWE developmental. Did he was it Weapon X? It's like Nightclaw or something like that. <laughs> Nightclaw.
2: Who can't stop my
3: path
1: of getting to Brian Cage? He's
2: Nightclaw, down three yeah.
1: aisles. Yeah, he was a Florida Championship Wrestling. I think he was Nightclaw there.
2: I want Taz to slip and call oh, no. Brian Chris, Cage Brian
1: Zane. Sorry, Chris Logan. He was Chris Logan. Chris Logan. Oh, Logan. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Oh, then he was Nightclaw. Yeah. So, yeah, Nightclaw. Uh, it like was,
2: was like Brian was – what was he using? Chris Logan? Was that his secret identity?
1: Maybe. Oh, dog. (laughs) Amalgam cage. (laughs) I wish they would turn Cody's open challenge or they've seen his open challenge be a surprise opponent every week as opposed to random pre-known pre-known opponent. I don't want to know.
2: I don't want to know. Yeah, no. Just show up. I'll be. I don't care who it is. I'll be. I'll be. be, Oh, wow. Mark Quinn. Ooh. (laughs) I want to ask any questions if you just have them like. Just show up. I don't want to know process if they're just showing up. Are you telling me in advance and I want to know why? Why? Why do they get? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Exactly. Uh, local Doug on being the elite and dark alley has been hanging all over QT Marshall on dark announcing. She no sold the question about butcher and blade. Is it just an angle or a new gimmick? It was, the
2: it was really weird that this week they showed like that lower angle of her caught, like, like caressing his, uh, erect D that was weird. You have to admit. I that. I, I don't think fast-forward TNT will shot. be too happy about
1: that. that, that, that I'm surprised he was wearing like gray spandex. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm surprised that's
2: the case. My my kid's sitting there watching, man. That's not good.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, Omega Advent asked, if we reached 20,000. Will Larson shave his beard? Something to consider. Got to be limits to stuff, man. There's something to consider. <laughs> something to consider.
2: I'm, I'm not going to take it off the table. It's your beard. It's your beard. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to take, take it off the table.
2: My hair is untouchable. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Nemo, what superhero, anime or video game character costume would you use for your wrestling gear? She'd go with one punch man. Who's? Oh, I I think I know who one punch man is. Let me double check.
3: One.
1: Um, I mean, I guess like Iron Man. Someone tries to hit me, they hit iron. That's good for that's that's gonna hurt themselves more than me.
2: For your wrestling gear, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um I would go with
1: one character.
2: I would go with uh I'd probably just like Superman because everybody knows who he is. And like the bookers would be like, okay, you're gonna lose today, Steve. I'm like, wait a second, I'm Superman. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. I win. What are you talking about? Look, my Superman costume. That's Let's an IP see. violation.
1: So, Shut sure, up, Steve Man. Promoter. Steve Man always wins.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> Steve Man.
1: <laughs> uh, whiteberry 92 if you could replace Cody's thief. <laughs> Hold on.
2: James <laughs> says, <laughs> you replace how about for
1: 20000 pre. Wait, what?
2: Sorry, what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. James says, Steve kisses Larson for $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh so wait uh, right now? White,
1: White Brownie says uh, White Brownie has a question if you could replace Cody's theme with any of his previous ones which one would it be his Stardust
2: because didn't it just sound like gold dust
1: yes uh, effectively Dang uh, MQ says Sammy was great singing Jericho's theme Jericho always looks like he's about to laugh
2: yeah I know I know it's pretty funny uh Amy. Okay, let's see here. Um,
1: <laughs> Adrian C.
2: Do you prefer the Sean Spears we've had during the last few months of empty arena shows or the Blanchard Spears
1: version they tried pre-COVID? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same thing, man. It's the same thing. And yet I feel like Sean Spears has already gone through like four gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got black leather glove. I don't, I don't
2: get All it. right. I don't get it. Here's the last one that I got. Sleazy Moe. If you had to do a top rope dive all the way to the floor, which three AEW stars would you trust to catch you? Nobody that was in the ladder match. Nobody. Mm -hmm. None of them. I would trust Omega. I would trust the Young Bucks. Yeah. That's three people. Yeah. That's
1: that's that probably my answer too.
2: that's it. Nobody in that ladder match because they couldn't catch anybody
1: yeah they can catch anybody flat says last year we saw a lights out match at fighter fest any chance we see that again on tv they're, not, they're just not really set up for one so i don't know whether it'd be a possibility anyways
2: no say senor looks like mike oh, no. rome is uh live streaming on twitch should we raid him oh, uh,
1: sorry adam time with some bits thank you very much thank you adam time
2: and thanks, everybody. I mean, we're up to $876. Oh, thank
1: you so much, everybody.
2: On the Friendo BLM so awesome. uh, uh, benefiting uh, the Bail Project drive yes. thing. We need a better name for it. Um, Something more succinct. Friendo BL, Friendo Fest. I don't know what we're going to call it anyways. All right. All right. That's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, Twitch chat. Stay tuned. We're going to raid Microam, I think. He only has like fifty people watching, man. He needs he needs a boost. Let him let him let him let's give him an audience. He could try to prove himself. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you later.
1: Goodbye.